The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Hey, this is Matt Landry, the voice of Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars The Clone Wars. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars. This is where the fun begins. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, episode 129. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force, and I fear nothing. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. Hello there, everyone. I'm Mike Creevy, a.k.a. Old Ben, and you're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we talk about everything connected to that galaxy far, far away, including the deeper themes and meanings. Just a reminder to please be sure to share the podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Let us know how we're doing by leaving us a review. Spotify also allows you to rate podcasts, so please give us a five-star rating over there, and that really helps us get seen by more people who would be interested in listening to our show. So, we are recording this right now on September 11th. It just so happens to be, you know, the day that we were set to record. And reflecting on the tragedy that took place on this day 21 years ago always brings to my mind the heroism we saw ordinary citizens exhibit in the wake of 9-11-2001. So, in hopes of providing all of you with some inspiration and connections to that galaxy far, far away while we're at it, this episode is dedicated to considering what makes a hero, both in Star Wars uh, and really in real life as well. So that's what we're going to take a look at. And joining me tonight to unpack all this are, first up, Mike Denz. Welcome, Mike. Great to be here. And uh, secondly, and uh, it's, it's, it's exciting for me to be able to say this, the long-awaited return of Father Fett himself, Father Andrew Kinstetter's with us. Hey, Father. Hello there. <laughs> I was glad, Mike, that you didn't take that from me. No, no. There you go. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, and, and basically, we're just going to kind of dive right in here. We got a couple things to cover, and we want to get, you know, just get right to it. But first of all, for a ham solo segment, I was delighted at this one. This didn't have anything to do with my own sort of exploits at the deli this week, but rather uh, Dom's daughter, Lucy. And Dom sent us this picture the other day that we were just. Just dying because it's so funny. She's standing there. She's a shocked expression on her face and she's holding her deli slip. And sure enough, what does it say? Order 66. Yeah. So I suppose <laughs> it's only a matter of time till that happens for somebody, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you think, I mean, those order numbers have to reset every day. So somebody gets it probably every single day. And <laughs> you, you just hope it's someone who appreciates it. <laughs> right. <laughs> So that was, uh, and as always, if any of you want to share any of your ham solo segments of, uh, of your own, feel free to send them to our email, which is, uh, Star Wars at SQPN.com. So, uh, but we do have some other news too, a lot of news, and we could probably do a whole show just on this, but it kind of broke quickly. And I, I were you guys tracking on D23? Cause I'm going to be honest, I completely forgot <laughs> what's going to happen. I, I saw that the Twitter <laughs> announcements kind of after okay. the fact. Okay. I, I, well, I, I, I was sort of trying to pay attention because I knew that Marvel was going to try to probably announce a bunch of things. Sure. But Star Wars, I wasn't really sure what they would announce. And they announced more than, than I thought, or they, they released yeah. more than I thought they would since, uh, you know, Star Wars Celebration is usually the big, this is what we're announcing for Star Wars. So sure. I was happy with what we got. And it gives us a little clarity going forward on at least timelines and releases of shows. I rely on my 22-year-old daughter to uh, come to me and say, have you seen the trailer? I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, you haven't then? No, I guess Just save some time. And she, uh, I, I think she saw the, um, is it, what's the Jedi title? I, Tales I of the Jedi. Tales yeah, of the yeah. Jedi. So that actually came out while she was showing me some, uh, the new Andor and um, I think a, a strange Marvel, like a, looks like a 1950s horror film uh, thing that they're doing. Oh, yeah. Werewolf or something. Something like that. Werewolf by night. Yep. Yeah. It looks looks like cheesy on purpose, so it's probably going to be pretty funny. But um, (laughs) yeah, the the one thing, and I I don't know if you're going to get into this, but like Ahsoka is being, seems to be trained, being trained in basics by Anakin when she was 
pretty much trained when he met her. So it, it seems like I don't know how if I'm missing something there or, or what. I don't know if you well, noticed they're, that. They're potentially retconning things. They're, they certainly could. I, you know, and, and I didn't. So unfortunately, just the way things have been with the beginning of the school year, like I'm so far, <laughs> far beyond, like I would just love to sit down and, and go through all of this in detail. So I really just saw release dates on stuff and the, the trailers for. So, ta- so real quick. So we have Tales of the Jedi six. They just say six shorts. I didn't see if there was a specific on how long they're going to be. Um but just that they're going to be short. A short is not long by definition, but so, uh, so I got that much. Um, yeah, I went to college and everything, but um, <laughs> I have a master's degree. No, but uh, so October twenty sixth uh, that drops, so that'll be cool because that's um, I think near the last third or so range of like the Andor episodes. So like there yeah. there is some overlap there. But it's all six dropping at once. Okay, that's what I hadn't seen that. Okay, yeah, oh, that's gonna yeah. be hard. I think that's the other. The- I mean, the other shows and or it's a yeah. three episode premiere, and then every week. Well, didn't they do but, that with Visions? Wasn't Visions all at once? And they were Visions was yeah, and they were Visions short. Was, you know, some of them were six seven minutes, minutes, seven minutes six long. Seven yeah. Minutes, yeah, so they did. Like um, they did the the Groot shorts too, and they mm. were pretty. They dropped them all at once. So if this if that's indicative, okay. then these are going to be pretty short. Okay. Hmm. So that's probably why not a very long trailer. Cause it, <laughs> no, like, but they, they were like, doing this thing where yeah. he was like, uh, it, it was like back in uh, that, that movie about uh, the 1980 hockey team. Like, again, basically Ahsoka would get stunned by the troopers that were surrounding her. Right. He'd fall down and he'd go again and she had to get up and try to block it. Yes. And it was again yeah. and again, um, you know, and so that's, that's what I'm referring to when I'm saying it seemed like she already knew how to do that when they met. And right. uh, Attack of the Clones, the beginning of that animated movie. Well, so, but it's it's interesting because we've got a lot we'll unpack with those, I'm sure, when the time comes. And we also got just a Bad Batch, finally, you know, uh, more specific release date for January 4th, 2023. And, and so, not, not t- coming in 2023. Uh, yeah. Okay, thanks. But that was, wasn't that, a, didn't they originally well, put out it was going to be September 28th or something? Be fall 2022. Yeah. Because well, we yeah. were concerned it was going to overlap with our coverage of Andor. Yeah. So then Andor got shifted back because Andor was supposed to have already started by now. It was the end yeah. of August. So it got pushed back and <laughs> Bad Batch gets pushed back. And I even think Bad Batch, I think they said it was a two episode premiere. Yeah. So they're, 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 I think, I think they're recognizing that, okay, we we're delaying these. So we need to give the fans like a little extra to like satiate our appetite a little bit. <laughs> Well, that's like the third one in a row, right? Because they, I mean, Kenobi, they did the same thing. Yeah. Like two episodes. So it's like, could you guys just like that's I complained in the Slack channel back at the time where I was like, look, you know, I things happen. I'm not trying to, you know, sort of armchair quarterback all this. But it's like when I I don't know when I have a due date at work, I got to get that in. <laughs> right. I, I, I think Disney should should maybe do a better job of not announcing release dates until they are able to lock it in i mean because i i you you see you know the news about you know how hard marvel's pushing the the special effects crews yeah i'm like that's not that's not healthy or reasonable either see i don't i don't want people to to like you know be so overworked that they're that they're you know having health issues but just because i want my star wars two weeks earlier I mean, but, but, but yeah, it's, it's also unfair to say, yeah, this is coming fall 2022. And then they're like, well, not like they really. just start cutting corners and you just start seeing like, they try to slip in like just little, like you're the pop- storyboards for the bad <laughs> like, batch, like popsicle stick cutouts, like dancing across, like maybe they won't notice, you know, it's just a blurg. Like, uh, no, I noticed like, <laughs> even they need to be done. Well, <laughs> many Bothans died to bring yeah. this on time. Oh, I'm so glad that you brought those up because those are actually one of my examples of heroes later on. Oh my gosh. Well, the Bothans. Well, I, I, let me just mention one or, one or two more quick things so we can get to that because now I'm I'm just you know foaming at the mouth here. So, um, Mandalorian, of course, season three, probably the big one. I think we'll probably um, come back to more anticipation of that as the time nears. Uh, but then perhaps the one that I think a lot of us were maybe, I don't know, most excited about, but definitely near the top is... The announcement of the casting of, and if I butcher his name, I'm so sorry, but it's either, I think it's Iman or Iman something, I I believe, Esfandi. I should have looked it up. Didn't have time. I'm sorry. Joining the cast of Ahsoka as Ezra Bridger. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I was like, this dude looks exactly like Ezra Bridger. 
Yeah. Like slap some blue contacts in there and it was you know? it was comical on Twitter. <laughs> um and I, and I feel bad too. I'm probably going to butcher his name too, but Mena, the the, the actor who plays Aladdin yes, in the live yeah, action. Yeah, yeah. He finally he posted on Twitter. He's like, finally, the rumors can stop. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> but apparently, he did post on Twitter yeah. too that he actually did. He did uh, submit a tape for yeah. Ezra, but he uh, he's not the one. I think he would have been the good other announcement too. <laughs> that didn't happen that I want to, and I and there's still potential for it is um, uh, Thrawn has not been yet officially yeah. announced as as a you know who's playing Thrawn. And yeah. that's the big one that I'm very, very, I have very high um, expectations. I hope it's just because they're doing everything they need to make sure they get it absolutely right. So, yeah. Yep. I don't know. But, well, any we'll other see. thoughts on news? Or are we just going to jump in here? Because we, we know Andor is coming. Everybody knows that. So, in fact, that's our, mm -hmm. the next time you hear Secrets of Star Wars will be unpacking that <laughs> it, it was cool i did go to uh the rogue one imax re-release oh did you nice and and so that was pretty cool because they did like a 10 minute preview of of and or before the movie started so was it, I, was it the I, one that they put on disney plus it was like the scene with i haven't had a chance to see oh, okay. the disney plus one i okay. imagine it has to be the same because it was that's that's a I mean that would just make sense to release sure. that same short uh but it was it was really good and it definitely kind of what's your appetite for for what's yeah. coming so I'm I'm excited for for Andor in a couple of weeks well and that brings us I think into a, a good segue because one thing that we'll probably be re readdressing as we go through it is you know the the complicated uh endeavor that I think we we know just from Rogue One of using the word hero in the context of, of this particular story, because it, it's 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 muddy, you know, and, and can open up a whole big conversation about what heroism is, how you understand it, what is a hero. And again, because, you know, like I said, thinking of 9-11 and we have we have a lot of focus on on heroic behavior, right, that you see in an event like that or in a, an extreme, um, you know, emergency situation and anything where there's some sort of tragedy. And so. Um, I wanted to open this up just by sharing, you know, if you if you Google it, which probably a lot of people have probably done already listening to this. So uh, what came up when I did that was hero, someone admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements or noble qualities. And the etymology I, I took a peek at, um, I, and I think, Father, you said you did some of you went a little deeper. So I think all I have is apparently from the Greek, I believe, heros or, you know, heros, which the definitions I found for it always comes up demigod and which makes sense because I'm thinking of like, you know, the, the mythology and, and the stories mm -hmm. of, of someone like Hercules or someone where yeah. there's 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 usually and this is something I want to kind of get into maybe this ang angle of it a little bit later. I'll save some of my thoughts on it. But um, ironically, if that's the case, it's it, to me, you know, a lot of times we talk about heroes, like if, if you're watching a show of some kind, for example, um, I wonder there's this real push that we, we have of trying to find heroes in the ordinary. Right. And, and even in our own lives, like like the normal people who stood up in 9-11 and did something surprising, supposedly. Right. Um, that's not exactly Hercules, though. Right. You know, like I'm wondering, like the etymology intrigues me. The idea of like a hero is by definition completely not like you, you know, or they're just a little like you, but they're also supernatural or something. So I. I what are what you had to yeah, say I, about I wanna, that? I want to jump off that because yeah, go for it. I actually want to, I'm not going to contradict what you said, but um, Hercules or the, the ones that we think are so far away from us yeah. as human beings are exactly why um, we write about those characters and stories. And mm -hmm. because if we, if we relate this to the hero's journey, yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah, none of us are, are Hercules himself or none of us are Luke Skywalker, but every single one of us, we can relate to their story and the hero's journey in sure. particular, you know, the, you know, he, and, and Luke Skywalker, I think is, is maybe a good one to kind of look at for this, but just the idea that, you know, he comes from an ordinary farm and he's an ordinary guy who's got this call to adventure and he's, you know, uh, taught by someone wise and he has to kind of leave his home and go someplace new and scary and overcome trials and, and hit rock bottom and then persevere and and succeed and, and then come back to, you know, his home place, um, but changed and different. 
And now that that hero's journey is seen in any hero throughout literature. Now, we might not be Hercules or Luke Skywalker, but the reason that we have that cycle throughout literature and throughout stories is because we relate to that. Even mm-hmm. though it's it's on a different level, like you know, um, I was right. actually thinking about that with my current situation. Um, I just started my canon law degree here at Catholic University of America, mm-hmm. and so like even I had a call to adventure. That was the bishop saying, "Hey, I want you to <laughs> go study canon law." And so then there's an acceptance of the call, and and you know, looking at our judicial vicar and going to him for advice, and then sure. crossing the threshold was when I moved out here, and so now I'm in the process of the trials and the pursuit revering right yeah and and so like even though we don't uh you know i i am not hercules i'm not luke skywalker but we relate to them on a on a parallel kind of path when we talk about heroes sure and uh so so i i, I guess i wanted to just say like <laughs> hercules and the whole demigod kind of thing totally fits that yeah, as we're I trying so. to apply heroes to our ordinary life um, right but that was sort of a side. That was that was actually not where I was going to initially go with. I was initially <laughs> going to give what I thought was a, a, a decent definition of hero. And actually, yeah, I, I'd like to maybe kind of throw this out to you guys too. But hero was something that as I just thought about it, before I Googled it, it was something that I thought, how in the world do you define hero? Right. Because if you think about it on one sense, it's like hero is someone who I look up to or someone who mm-hmm. has... <laughs> who has heroic virtue. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> that's defining it by the, by the same term. So that's not really helpful. Uh, but I found this definition um, on, I, it comes from the hero imagination project. And actually I found this really insightful and, and, and it says this, it says heroes are people who transform compassion. So a personal virtue into heroic action, which they say it's a civic virtue. So in doing so they put their best selves forward in the service to humanity. A hero is an individual or a network of people that take action on behalf of others in need or in defense of integrity or a moral cause. And an interesting distinction that I found mm-hmm. here that that I'd like I'd love your guys' take on was the fact that being a hero isn't just like having a certain caliber or having a certain quality or having even a certain virtue, but it's it's like it has to be linked with kind of an outward external dimension that I have to, I have to have the virtue, but then I have to practice it. I have to, to, you know, I might have empathy, empathy, but I need to then use that for, you know, helping someone else out or, you know, there's this kind of, it's not just enough to have the virtue. It's you have to act out that virtue in, on behalf of others. Well, that's sacramental theology uh, right Mm -hmm. there. I mean, you know, you, you get the grace, but, Unless you, uh, exactly. do, if, unless you act on it, you know, right. then the love doesn't actually happen. Um, and Jesus is always like, come and see, come do the, you know, you need to trust and leap of faith, however you want to call it. It's funny that you asked that too, father, because I was thinking of the hero's journey in Luke Skywalker. And one of the things that happens, and I don't know if this is typical of the hero's journey, cause I'm not an expert on the, how that works. Although I've definitely heard George Lucas say it 700,000 times um, that Luke discovered something about himself that would made him more than just the guy that was on a farm. He's the son of Anakin Skywalker and he has probably all these metachlorians and stuff that, you know, whatever. And, and so he has that history. He has it in him. He has it naturally, but then and kind of to bring it down, like in the sequels to star Wars, it was just, well, anybody, you know, you don't really have to be, force sensitive or anything. Uh, it's just your average Joe can just kind of start doing this, which for me made it like lose its specialness. It was just like, okay, yes. I mean, people can be heroic, but they might just not really be able to do it very well because you know, it's like, you can't be like, well, there's Spider-Man. I'm going to do that. No, you don't, you don't have, you weren't stung by a radioactive spider. You can't do that. Um, you know, so you're not a, you're not a real Jedi, whatever you're not, uh, somebody who's Hercules, so you can. But there's things you can do right. that are that could be looked at as heroic. And my my overall kind of our definition is above and beyond. Just mm. you know, uh, we 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 look at a burning building and everyone's like, well, I mean, if we go in there to rescue anybody, we'll die. But someone goes in mm. and says, well, maybe I'll die, but maybe I'll get them out. And that's the hero. 
No yeah. one's expected to go in that burning building because it's just ridiculous. But heroes do. Yeah. And that's that's an interesting point because actually, um, if you continue on with um, what I was looking into, they they actually make the point. They say that the the opposite of a hero is not a villain, but a bystander, the person who stands by and does nothing. Wow. And I thought that that was an, an interesting kind of take on this because, you know, often villains and heroes, actually, they kind of start in the same place and they both might have the virtues that, that are needed, but the, the villain is the one who takes the easy way out. He takes the deal, so to speak. Um, whereas the, the hero is, is the one who's, you know, willing to, to work and make sacrifices and, and, uh, you know, the villains are, they, how they achieve their, their goals is wrong versus a, a hero. But the, the bystander is the one who has the capacity, but does nothing. Great points. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's interesting because I think there's a connection here uh, in different ways to bo- both of you guys are talking about that. I wanted to I mentioned to you earlier, I wanted to bring up um, this this word magnanimity. And um, I think a lot of people aren't familiar with it. You know, I don't know that I'd ever heard it theologically, you know, and, until relatively recently, a couple of years ago. And um I don't know why it came to my mind. It's just it's a word that popped in there when I was doing my list of of characteristics of a hero. And then I found this really cool little uh, it's like a paragraph here from Dr. Edward Sree, um, great, you know, Catholic teacher. And uh, this is on the Catholic Education uh, Resource Center. Uh, He had written this this article talking about it. Um, And he says this. This is interesting. So uh, the word literally, by the way, means um, basically big soul or bigness of soul, you know, Uh, which apparently Aristotle, I think, thought was the greatest virtue of all, you know, whatever this thing is. And so Dr. Sri says, this is just really neat. He says, uh, striving for greatness is at the heart of a virtue called magnanimity, which means greatness of soul. This is the virtue by which man pursues what is great and honorable in his life, even if it is difficult. St. Thomas Aquinas describes it as a stretching forth of the mind to great things. The magnanimous person seeks to do great acts things deserving of honor. This is not opposed to humility. The magnanimous, magnanimous, easy for me to say, person pursues greatness in proportion to his ability. He humbly takes stock of all the gifts that God has given him and seeks to use them as best he can. As Aquinas explains, magnanimity makes a man deem himself worthy of great things in consideration of the gifts he holds from God. And so that just like, I think, Mike, what you were just talking about there, the idea of um, and father, also the importance of discernment, right? You know, and, and knowing your gifts and knowing um, what you can bring to the table. You know, so Luke, for example, you know, use him as an example. You could use others. Actually, let me pick one of mine, if I may, for just a second. Um, Galen Urso um, is is has become one one of my favorites more and more because it's just such a different kind of trajectory right than like most of these star wars heroes we we grew up with and what i love about this 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 long suffering terrible you know situation he gets put into you know where i mean and as everything take like he tries to run away from it and it finds him and it yanks him back to it and he loses his family and he's like there's nothing he can do and he's completely just in the belly of this beast and in that is exactly where he's like i know what i can do <laughs> It's like I can bring this whole thing down, you know, and, and, and he doesn't know for sure anyone will ever be able to. I mean, the odds of anyone being able to actually pull off, you know, taking out this this Death Star, even with the trap he sprung, is so unlikely, you know. So just the hope that he has, right, the uh, the 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 belief that this is something that he can do and he doesn't even know if it's going to work out, but it's the, it's the best he can do. You know, I, I just, I find that a really heroic act, you know, that costs him his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I, I think what you mentioned there too, is that there's this idea that of, of striving for it, working for it, that, that being a hero isn't, I don't think that, yeah, we're, we're not just like born with the, the nature of heroism. Right. It's, it's, it's something that, that, well, we choose to, to act in a certain way, but I think, I think it has to by nature include virtue. 
and and uh, virtue, and I'm pulling from the, the catechism here, virtue as defined by the catechism is a habitual and firm disposition to do the good. It allows a person not only to perform good acts, but to give the best of himself. And what I like about that that definition, of course, is that it talks about virtue as it's a habit. It's a habitual and firm disposition to the good. And a habit is not something that you get from just like one act. Right. You have to do the same act over and over and over and over and over again. So, you know, someone like Galen is, is he's he's been working at it and then, you know, he's thrown into the to the to the belly of the beast, but he's already had he already has that that habitual instinct to to do the good even amidst his surroundings. And so that's one of the one of the ways that he's able to to pers- persevere in the midst of that. One of the things about virtue uh is the way Christ describes vice in Matthew five, uh, after the sermon on the Mount, you know, it, it, you've, you've heard it said this, but you guys, uh, it's, you shouldn't even be doing this. And you are, in other words, mm-hmm. from your heart is coming mm-hmm. malice and, and lust and, and hatred and that kind of thing. Um, but he doesn't tell them, you know, he doesn't scold them for it. He's basically like, I'm going to take care of that. I'm going <laughs> to transform you so you can. So we're able to overcome weaknesses through his grace that is is changing so this 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 idea of you know the virtue like you don't have it but the have the habitual transformation of a weakness into a virtue or a vice into a virtue goes with with that relationship with christ according to our catholic faith you know that's how mm-hmm. how we understand it and so we don't have it but he gives it to us so he's Ooh, he's right. the He's the radioactive spider in this in this story. <laughs> yeah, a c- c- couple couple quick points there. Um, you know, grace builds on nature, so like yeah. you know, it's it's definitely a cooperation. It's not like you know somehow like by virtue of my baptism that boom. You no, know. no, exactly. It has um, to be both. It, you, you, right, but you you couldn't just do it on your own, right. uh, like Saint Peter trying to say, "I'll you know die with you," and I don't even know you. Um, and you can't do it if he, you can't just be like, okay, just zap me. So I become the credible Hulk. No, that doesn't work either. It's right. Right. And I, and I think that that's, that's actually something just to, to keep in mind from just a generic kind of Catholic standpoint, because we, we don't want to fall into, you know, Pelagianism where like I can achieve my own salvation. Like I don't need grace. I can do it all myself. But on the other hand, it's not like it's all, it's all God and I do absolutely nothing. You know, there, there's this both and cooperation with, with grace that we always have to kind of keep in balance and, and not go too far. We need to read James every once in a while. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yeah. faith. Faith without works, works is dead. Is dead. You well, let me ignoramus. Ask, let me ask you guys something here too, because I wasn't planning on bringing this guy up, but he's relevant to, of course, Andor's coming up. But you know, Saw Guerrero is such a fascinating character because, mm-hmm. you know, and I've, I've talked before about how, like, I, you know, in one sense, it's difficult to, you know, play the blame game necessarily. With Saw, because you know, from one sense, I think if you're empathetic, you can understand how someone like him could get so incapable of, of of trusting others and always you know seeing a, an enemy under every rock um especially when there's one under almost every rock <laughs> but <laughs> but i wondered like do you, is is his is part of his flaw maybe saw's flaw that um he is very pelagian in a way like he doesn't seem to really talk a lot about the cause like what's right it, it's really it's like a very will, I don't know, at least my take, it's a very will driven, like, cause he very frequently falls into the same thing of like the, the ends justify the means, right? Which yeah. is what the empire does. It's just that saw like, isn't well, the empire, you know, I wonder if it's, it's part of it. I think that that's, that's what causes him to be so untrustworthy, untrusting and falls into this. Yeah. Like we have to do this. I I never really can <laughs> I never really linked him to Pelagianism. That's an interesting kind of thought. Yeah, but I think it fits. <laughs> he, he sort of he sort of feels like only he. Well, I guess he feels that he has to do the rebellion in a certain way. Like I've I do not I do not consider him a hero because he yeah. chooses to achieve his ends through um, means that are not morally upright. Right, and 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 I think that that whole the ends justify the means. He's done that so much that 
and this is where we can talk about uh, in, in Catholic moral theology, we talk about the transitive nature of our actions, that our actions are not just this kind of, it's not just a, a thing that we do, but the transitive nature of our actions means that our actions actually form us as well. Mm -hmm. So the more I act virtuously, I become a virtuous person. Right. Or the more that I act selfishly, the more selfish of a person I get. And so Safa's falls into the whole that that kind of that morally incorrect the ends justify the means. I you know, I can kill if 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 I if I have to well, not so much if I have to, but if it's the if it's the the quickest and easiest way to to get to, you know, his goal is good. His goal is to to defeat the empire and relieve the oppression of the empire. But but he's he's willing to sacrifice too much of the good in order to get there, and that changes who he is, and it makes him then suspicious of everyone. Right. I mean, he's you know, I he's governed by his passions. Uh, you know, his mm -hmm. his passion yeah. for. And and I don't know if you want to look at the force as the moral guide. You know, we, we know that there can't be morality without God. So in that universe, the force is the moral guide and you're either going towards the light and the dark. And I think that um, Saul was flirting with the dark an awful lot because it got him what he needed. Whether he, mm -hmm. he wasn't doing it, he just didn't care. If I have to use the dark side, fine. Not that he was a force-wielding person, mm -hmm. but... Certainly, uh, you know, if if the force is involved in his actions, you know, he 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 danced sure. that, danced that line a lot. What's well, like but what Luke says Star to Ray? Wars, and, oh, go ahead. I was I was just going to say that, but even like Star Wars kind of tries to point out that that's not the best way to do this because we have the the larger rebellion. Even say, you know, Mon Mothma in in Rogue One is sort of like, yeah, he's an extremist, and and they they have a rocky relationship and. Even and so I, you know, Mon Mothma, she, she, and, and the majority of the rebellion are trying to uh, achieve their goal, but but through a much more morally right and and just way. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I think the overall arching argument would be: there's no sense in defeating the empire if we're just going to become another empire. In the right. Place. Yeah. So that's that's what yeah. that's that would be their reason for no, we're not doing it that way. Mm. Well, and that happens a lot in. Real human history, of course, too, you know, I mean, and uh, or even just in, in other things like uh, like in the Hunger Games, you know, at the end when it's like when it's all said and done, she's like, let's have some Hunger Games. They're like, OK, time out. <laughs> like, what <laughs> What did I miss? You know, um, well, let me actually, let me ask you guys, just, you know, some other some characters have, have come up already. Um, do you guys want to you know, share maybe a, a character or two? We can maybe alternate however you want to do this as far as maybe some characters you think exhibit some heroic uh qualities in star wars and feel free to surprise us no <laughs> sure well I'll, I'll go first and and uh please yeah go ahead. <laughs> this is it's because i just rewatched the movie but but uh the the pilot from rogue one who risks oh, everything yeah. i tried i tried to stay away from like the main characters i mean everybody okay. knows you know luke skywalker's a hero and and but like <laughs> so but like the pilot you know, defecting from the empire to do what's right. Bodhi, you know, uh, yeah. Bo Bodhi, yeah. Bodhi Rook. Yeah. You know, uh, he, he, he was one that I, I picked as, as a hero, um, you know, because of that. And, you know, there, there's a very much, a a willingness to sacrifice oneself for, and in this case, it's the morally upright cause, but a, but but a just and good cause. He knows that if he gets caught by the empire, he is he is he's going to be killed for that. And he goes on this dangerous mission to find Saw Gerrera uh, in order to 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 help bring down the empire. Huh. And 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 of course, then you know continues to help out the rebellion, even kind of well to the end of his end of his life on on. Uh, Shoot the, the the planet with all the scarif, scarif. <laughs> yes, I was drawing a blank. <laughs> yes, the trump, the tropical paradise post. Yeah, we said the Bur the Bermuda. You know, <laughs> yeah, Tahiti. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had different like like I I just wish paradise names for it. I wish they had actually had. I don't know if they have a blooper of like stormtroopers with my ties and stuff. Just like you know, <laughs> you guys see like sipping through this. Just, just, <laughs> this is a great gig. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Mike? 
Um, you see, I, the, the the big reason, uh, and and I know we said like not Luke, but there, there's a great way of uh, I, I watched a great telling of looking at Luke's heroic path through the three movies that was really fascinating. I thought, and the first one is is how he's he's thrust into being here. He wants to be the hero. He gets off the you know Tatooine. He's uh, has a chance to you know, impress the princess and save everybody and fly off, you know, and do that. But in the midst of it, he has to let go. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he has like in this sense, it's let go of technology, let go of everyone, what everyone's telling you and allow the force to do this for you. And he becomes the hero. And then he's like, great. Now I'm a hero. I'm a hero. But then in empire, everything gets turned upside down. Everything mm. is like, he can't, he, he, he wants to be the hero and he crashes his ship and he, and he messing up on Dagobah and, and he, uh, you know, messes up. I mean, he rushes into confronting Vader and the symbolism, the, you know, the way Lucas does it is he keep on showing Luke upside down. He's upside down in the Wampa yeah. cave. He's upside down on Dagobah. He's upside down and below Bespin, you know, this, yeah. so this imagery of Luke wow. is being turned upside down is just like, wow. Okay. I, you can't ignore it. And once again, he has to let go, um, and he doesn't know who, and, and and he's thinking Ben, but Ben's like, yeah, I told you, I'm not going to help you. Um, so so he calls Leia, and she comes. So he he lets go, and is like, I'm not doing, I'm not going with you, Vader. So I'm letting go and hoping someone can save me, and it's up being Leia. And um, you know, he basically crashes and burns. He loses his hand, and um, it doesn't work out. Then when Jedi opens. Um, we're, we're wondering if, if he was affected by that because he's in black, he's choking Ugnats or not Ugnats, uh, Grimorian guards. Um, they all have pig faces. They get confused. <laughs> um, but, but it turns out that he's this hero now and he has this way about him that he hasn't before where he's, he's not rushing in. And I, you know, I'm, he's, he doesn't want to fight his dad. He's like, no, keeps on backing off, keeps on backing off. Um, he, gets enticed to do it when Vader mentions Leia as his sister, but then stops mm-hmm. and does what I always thought was stupid because I'm like, oh, if only you knew that force lightning can be blocked with a lightsaber, you wouldn't throw that away. <laughs> but he throws it away and says, no, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. And for the third time in the third movie, let's go and depends on his father to save mm-hmm. him. And through his heroic letting go, he redeems his father because his father's like, well, now I got to do it. And hmm. so, you know, and, and so I just, that's the, the, the hero of Luke kind of like allowing heroism to come to him instead of trying to get it, trying to grasp it. Um, and that can be like a Christ-like thing. You know, he didn't think equality with God, something to be grasped at, you know, you could look at it that yeah. way, but yeah. it really was sacrificing, but also depending on others to be there for you, which is so difficult for the hero. Hmm. Uh, how many heroes are just tragically, I'll do it by myself kind of heroes. So I, that's that's why I, I really love the the whole arc of Luke's character in those three movies. Wow! Well, that's, that's an awesome, uh, awesome insight. Yeah. I never really quite looked I at that way. Stole the whole thing from somebody on YouTube. So I mean, it's that's, fine. Like, <laughs> that's fine. You know, the best material we just kind mm-hmm. of repeat from other people. Yeah. But but that's but that's fascinating yeah. that. That I mean, even in the cinematography, it's that's how it it makes perfect sense when you lay it out like that. But you know, to see it visually and to to kind of to have that all tie together is is really a, um, a, a really those cool who thing. yeah those who appreciate Lucas's filmmaking, um, which isn't always super entertaining. I mean, he would be like this boring documentary kind of guy. You know, he filmed A New Hope like a documentary kind of like he wanted it to look that way a little bit. Um, but to appreciate that he's always doing homages and callings and you have to look at how he's doing it to see what he's trying to say. Right. Sometimes you thought like, can't you think of a new line? No, he's trying to call you back to the last person who said that line. He's not like he ran out of words, you know, so right. you have to kind of follow him along like that and see what he's doing. Um, sure. and, and, and how he likes to tell a story without any words. I, I wasn't THX like really few words or something he, he yeah. likes to do with just pictures. So you can find yeah. a lot of stuff in his movies by looking at just the pictures and how he's trying to lay things out. Well, that's, I mean, he's, he's, he's a visual storyteller. Otherwise exactly. he'd be writing novels, you know, like it's, you know, but it, it's or interesting. doing podcasts. Exactly. Right. <laughs> oh, although 
I, I, I must say I do I do get a kick out of listening to him, but I, I enjoy even more than that. The uh, is it Josh Robert Thompson that does all the George Lucas deep fakes, which b- <laughs> listeners beware if you go pursue that. There is some some language here and there, but I, I cannot stop laughing. <laughs> it's just this, this George <laughs> Lucas impression is so funny. But um, no, this is this is great. I, you know, and someone that I thought of um like during an yeah, it's like during an assembly at school and I jot I was jotting notes down because that's what happens sometimes with Secrets of Star Wars. It just it, it hits you. But uh um I someone I thought of that I, I don't know that I've ever heard. I'm sure someone's done it in way better than what I'm gonna attempt, but Shmi Skywalker. Um and I thought, you know, well there's you know, someone that, that doesn't get mentioned very much in the idea. Of, and, and I, and I didn't even know where it was going. And I, I just had her, she popped in my head and I was like, okay, what do we got here? You know, let's think about this. And I was just thinking about, you know, there's so many, I think there's a real sense of destiny, right. And Providence, um, even though, and it's, it's tough to think of it that way with Anakin, because you know where it goes, the, the negative side of it, which is uh, a pretty big negative. Um, but it's just his, you know, obviously Vader's arc is so fascinating and so central. Um, I really think, you know, George seems to have, have made it pretty clear that that's like the kind of central arc <laughs> of the entire thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought it's you can look at so many turning points, so many things that make it happen. But, you know, while you could say, well, you know, if 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 he had never left Tatooine, it, you know, this wouldn't have happened. First of all, we don't know that. You know, secondly, um, you know, it, the good that happens and the salvation that happens wouldn't have happened either. You know, and then that's real life, too. Right. You know, even our um, the, the sum total of the most wicked and evil plot that could possibly ever have happened culminates at Calvary which is also mm-hmm. precisely the place of the greatest transformation of grace. So, so that themes of course there, but, but, but you know, with Shmi specifically, what I was thinking was, you know, she has this, uh, this innocence, you know, this, this recognition. And, and I love her conversation with Qui-Gon, you know, and he's like, who was his father? And she's like, there was no father, you know, and she knows that, you know, anyone she tells that to could just say she's lying or she's crazy, you know, and you get this very Marian, I, I think, kind of thing here, too. Like, she very much has a, a a trust, a faith, I don't know what you want to call it, because, you know, the Force isn't exactly God, you know, but, but there's this, you know, this sense that her son is different than everybody else, not just because, you know, like, how every mother thinks that, you know, it's, you know, <laughs> We're all but, special. Right, it, but, but it's like, she knows that there's this destiny um, and funny enough, you know, the, uh, there's mixed opinions, of course, about the movie. The Nativity Story came out in 2006, I think. I think it's got good stuff in it. Um, but there's a great line in that movie when, you know, everybody's dealing with the scandal of Mary being pregnant. And she just says very kind of confidently, and she's just sort of holding her, her stomach, you know, and she says, uh, I think the line is something like, uh, there's a will for this child greater than any fear that I have of what they may do to me. You know, some, something along those lines. And, you know, Shmi, I think, has this. She just knows that there's a will for Anakin. Um, she's never known what could become of that. Doesn't look like they have a lot of options. You know, they're slaves. But she sees, well, you know, if these people had come into Watto's shop two minutes after Anakin yelled, yippee, and ran home, which I'm sorry, I had to mention it. Um, <laughs> you know, they wouldn't have met him. You know, they they came to the shop when they came to the shop. He's not there 24-7. He's there a lot of the time. But, you know, they could have missed him. They happened to be there. They happened to meet him. They happened to meet him again in the street later because Jar Jar's doing his thing and gets in trouble. There happens to be a sandstorm at that exact moment. And Anakin happens to show them kindness and take them home. And Shmi says it's okay. And, you know, so anyway, you know, I, I was just really thinking there's a real, I think, easy to miss simple kind of everyday, you know, self-sacrificial love and heroism that culminates with her being willing to send him away, you know, and let him go, um, which also has kind of a Marian dimension to it, too, I feel like. So anyway, that was just I, I got some Blessed Mother vibes with Shmi, I guess, this week. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, I definitely I mean, when she says, yeah, he was just there was no father. It's a definite Marian you know, a virgin conceiving, which I, isn't exclusive necessarily to 
uh, Christianity. I mean, there's other stories of, of that happening, but obviously the big one, especially in for us is, the, uh, is Mary. And on a total aside, you mentioned that the, the nativity story, uh, Oscar Isaac is Joseph in that. I don't know if you ever really knew yes. that or, or I, you know, yeah. Poe Dameron is, is Joseph. For, like for some reason tonight, the connection didn't sink in until you said that. But yes, there's another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy thoughts, Biebs. Happy thoughts. <laughs> it, all, it all connects. We should, you know, it would be a fun episode. Just a side note would be to some to do some version of a Star Wars six degrees of Kevin Bacon, <laughs> you know, would be a fun. Uh, I'm going to make some notes about that. We could. It all it always connects yeah. to Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oxer Isaacs and Harrison Ford would be our big help with that. Uh, Indeed. Yeah, I mean, uh, Hamill and 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 uh, Carrie Fisher not not so much. Well, Hamill's been Hamill's <laughs> been in quite a few. Like he's well, the, if you if you do his voice stuff, and yeah, yeah, because he's <laughs> been like in DC Comics, and I forget he's like the DC equivalent of the Joker, and I'm forgetting yeah. the Trickster. He's yeah. the trickster yeah. and the Flash. He's also, yeah, yeah, and the Joker and and yeah, um, yeah. and a lot of of other great characters too. Yeah. Well, and uh, it's funny because actually the um, I was I was dying for an Indiana Jones trailer, which they didn't drop at least publicly or anything. But uh, even like Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waller Bridge being up on the stage together promoting the new Indiana Jones movie, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's L three. And solo, <laughs> but not the solo. So that that was a weird little. It was like it's, uh, yeah. it's kind of a close thing. Anyway, um, but are there? I was just any other you know um, hero characters you guys want to throw yeah, out there? I want yeah. to throw out Bail Organa as uh, as a as a great example because you know he doesn't he doesn't his life isn't. Well, ultimately, he does give his life for the cause, but not in the sense of like he is doing something that leads to him sacrificing his life. He just right. he's on all around when it gets destroyed. But more so the fact that he he has definitely developed this this habitual virtue, you know, towards the good. And he's 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 in my mind what what I would consider to be white martyrdom. Where, you know, in the church, we, we sort of refer to, you know, someone who's a martyr, someone who gives their life for the faith. Uh, and, of course, we have all the blood martyrs throughout history. But white martyrdom is is living and suffering for our faith in Jesus Christ. But, like, with, with Bail Organa, he's living and actively working within the Senate to try to counter, you know, what the Empire is doing and trying to promote good from within and living and, and ultimately, I mean, suffering daily because of it, because he's um, naturally getting, you know, pushed um, more and more into the into the minority and, and uh, has to has to keep persevering through through all of that. And we see that, you know, in, in a little bit in the, the Kenobi show, which was which was really cool to see bail mm-hmm. back for that. And and, uh, you know, just kind of what we know of his character and, and even what we see in the prequels as well. So, you know, living, living and suffering and perseverance, uh, I think are, are key for his, his character. Sure. I want to mention Greedo. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> just trying to think. I don't want to mention the third Jawa that came out of the sand crawler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, the, uh, this is another, maybe more obvious one. Um, but Han Solo is the, in- the interesting hero because he's the the reluctant hero. He's the don't depend on me hero, but I'll always be there kind of guy. You know, like I don't, 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 I'm not committing, but I'm never going to let you down is kind of where he's coming from. And you wonder something inside him is always like, I, I got to do the right thing or I can't live with myself. And that's his, the habit he's developed. Mm. Um, but he doesn't like it. He's he almost like would rather not do it. So he, you see this battle going on with him. It's It's a very typical kind of, fun hero that you see i mean you know indiana jones you could kind of say is kind of that kind of hero i don't want to do all this but all right you know i have to do it there's harrison again but um yeah it's it's an interesting hero to look at because you want he's 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 disappointing leia and luke all the time chewbacca's constantly yelling at him what are you you know doing um yet he always comes through i love the look on his face in uh it's one of my favorite shots in, in all the, the movies. The look on his face in Force Awakens when they're like, "We need your help," and he's just then he's like, "My help!" Like it's just <laughs> this complete. And he's so serious. 
you know, like it doesn't matter that he has this this exactly what you said, Mike. Like, look, look at what he's done. He still is like, you know, I, <laughs> what, what are you talking? Like, I, I got my shit back. Get out of here. Like, I don't, you know, but it's like deep down. It's like, yeah, he's trying to suppress. It. He's like, he knows he's going to do it. You know, <laughs> it's just like the first time when like the, 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 the princess is here. Well, what are you talking about? I, I, no, I, marching into detention area is not what I had in mind, you know, and then it's like, oh, she's rich. And then he's like, well, okay, then, you know, then maybe there's a reason. But, you know, it's like, was he really never going to help him out? You know, I don't know. So I have to throw out that I I really appreciate what they did with his character Mm pre-Disney. So and and not to not to knock the sequels and, and where they took his character, but. I because I, I see him more as not so much the reluctant hero, but more the the one who went through a conversion and became a hero. So mm-hmm. because he was initially very selfish, and yeah, he didn't want to rescue the princess until he learned that she was rich and he could get money, and you know, so I see him more as like you know he starts off selfish, but then you know goes through a conversion and learns mm-hmm. to be selfless. And then, like, in the novels and the Legends universe, the expanded universe, he becomes one of the key, like, father, fathers and, and husbands. And, it like, yeah, he's kind of mm-hmm. got the snark of, like, oh, yeah, um, you know, we're, we're off to save the universe again. But but deep down, I mean, he's always going to do it. And, and he's steadfast and faithful. And in the Legends books and all of that, he, he very much becomes that that person. And um, and so I, I kind of I, I guess I see it more like that. And I really appreciate that about his character, whereas the sequels with the, the post Disney kind of thing, he kind of he kind of reverts back a little bit. And I mean, you know, him and Leia separate and, and you know, they kind of come back together a little bit. And no, I, I really yeah. I really appreciate yeah. in the Legends universe, like him and Leia become like the quintessential mom and dad. And they mm. live that call to marriage and, and being parents incredibly faithfully, even when their kids fall to the dark side, even when their kids die. And, um, yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go down too far down that rabbit hole because <laughs> I really love those books. Like <laughs> really love those books. I, I haven't gotten into them as much as father, but the, usually it's, it's listening to them on tape and mm. it is interesting to, see how much he's just become the guy you get the go-to guy i mean mm-hmm. he's no different than luke and this is someone who you can depend on who is going to go to this and him and leia's um the relationship uh is something you can also depend on and look up to uh in in those mm-hmm. books i yeah. kind of a part of me when i say that is kind of like he doesn't necessarily like to be looked at like that. He just seems like he's kind of like still look at me like the swashbuckler kind of yeah. guy. I'll, you yeah. know, it, he you very know, much that's how he talks. Yeah. And he, and, yeah. And, but it's like exactly. it's like you know he yeah he's got the <laughs> he's got the snark and the sarcasm, but he's going to be there no matter what. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, funny enough, another one that I was thinking of who actually has some of the similar characteristics. Um, that just just came to mind now is actually well I was I was going to joke you guys can see me the listeners can I'm backing up here um, this is the newest edition that my my friend Tim and I are going to go broke because we keep um, you know seeing the Star Wars stuff at Target when we're there with the kids <laughs> so we'll text each other like dude you, know, you want one like yeah get me one you know so uh, the the newest edition was the uh, the I, how do you not get the Migs Mayfeld action figure. <laughs> You know, oh, and, and hold that closer. Well, Who is it? Yeah, it's it's it's. Well, I, I just refer to it as my Bill Burr Man action Lord. figure. Oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's great. You can't see it's like incredible tooling on this thing. But I was just laughing because like you know, I have a Bill Burr action figure on my wall. But no, I was I was seriously going to mention Cobb Vanth intrigues me as somebody. Oh, sure. You know where? You know you talk about. Like, and again, back to the 9-11 stuff, like we, we were just talking about this in school the other day and I, we had a great video that we shared. Um, and in fact, I recommend everybody check it out. If you go to YouTube and look up um, 9-11 boat lift, there's a 12 minute, it's like almost 12 minute YouTube video narrated by Tom Hanks. I think it's like 11 years old, you know, but it's it's really high quality and everything um, talking about all the uh, largely civilians who just just poured out, you know, in their any kind of boat they had to help boat lift people from Manhattan, you know, out. Uh, and it ended up being um, a larger 
uh, a larger sort of uh, sea sort of based rescue than even uh, Dunkirk was, uh, which I didn't know that it, it was fascinating. And so they, they talked about that. But with that in mind, you know, we're talking about 9-11 and these these, you know, small like like small communities within this great big city. But like, you know, a person from this, you know, little part of, you know, uh, uh, town or this this you know sheriff or this like not famous people, not people with with a huge you know, uh, long list of people they're responsible for, but, you know, people that have serious and, and, you know, maybe quaint responsibilities, you know, to a lot of people, you know, will just kind of blow them off. And I'm thinking, you know, it's, it's so neat to get dropped into Freetown and see mm-hmm. this, like how many people live in this town, you know, 30, like, I don't know. It's not, it's not a huge, it's just, you know, people that they're, they're, it's that wonderful wild West motif. Right. You know, and, um, he really intrigues me and we don't know a whole lot about his background, you know, and you get snippets of it where, you know, he kind of becomes the sheriff cause he's the right guy for it. You know, he doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't seem like he grew up like I want to be in law enforcement. Like he was just a guy who, who could help people who needed help and no one else was doing it. And, you know, he sees the that injustice. And he wants to, yeah. yeah. It's just a really, that's an interesting character too, you know, in his circumstances, mm-hmm. you know, like someone who wasn't even tempted to join, you know, the Imperial whatever, because they didn't even know that that town was out there and they couldn't care less, you know, but but they'll still oppress you, you know. So he's just fighting off the people, the, the wolves, you know, it's just that's a neat he's, kind he's of an heroism. example of one of those leaders that he's a leader by necessity and he, and yeah. he fits that role incredibly yep. well versus someone who pursues it because they want the prestige and the power and who ultimately would not be a good leader at all because right. of the fact that they want it. He sort of, he takes it on because he has to. Yeah. Um, also on a completely aside, you mentioned uh, the whole target and spending money and on things that you, <laughs> need of course uh it's funny because i don't have the same impulse when it comes to uh uh action figures yeah but i am the type where on ebay <laughs> um i saw this uh lot of eight star wars uh novels and so i was like so i clicked on it and of course i had six of the eight but there's these two that i've never seen before and they have to be total pre-disney but they've got to be I don't even think they must have been officially sanctioned by like even the Star Wars people at the time because I have never heard of these books whatsoever. And so I had to, so I bought a whole (laughs) lot because I needed these two, but like it's, um, this book. They're actually titled Star Wars. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. The title of of like there's book one and book two and they're both hardback and I, they must have three stories in each of them and just, Here's the list of the stories. So the one is Star Wars, the glove of Darth Vader, Star Wars, the lost city of the Jedi, Star Wars, Zorba, the Hutt's revenge and Star Wars mission mission from Mount Yoda, Star Wars, queen, uh, queen of the empire and then prophets of the dark side. And they're by Paul the David and cool. Hollis David. So I've like, wow. I, I know my novels and these, I've never heard of these whatsoever. So I, that's where I end up going like, yeah, I don't need six of these books, but I need the two that's in the, the, the whole lot. So <laughs> listeners, if you've heard of those books and you, you know what I'm getting into, uh, send us a message. Cause I'm very curious. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's that I'm not familiar with. Oh my gosh. Oh, I don't know, Mike. Do you have? Do you guys have any other any other characters you want to mention, or just something we've we've missed? You think, or just real quick? I mean, I just it looked like um, the book of Boba Fett was Boba Fett trying to become a hero based on uh, what he learned from the Tuscan Raiders. Mm. You know, kind of that experience, then pulling him into you know, there's not going to be killing. We're going to pull you know, and just trying to bring the people uh of uh you know tatooine and uh that area something better so there was a yep. there was a heroic nature to it that sure uh, came out well and, and with him too it's it's very tribe focused and you could relate mm-hmm. that to family focused or community focused and and yeah he's there's a purpose greater than just himself where he learned you know being a bounty hunter was all about himself and the the money that he'd get from the bounties and he learned to 
he's basically the 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 father of a family or the leader of a community and learns to yeah fight for fight for that yeah. over himself well which is which is clearly not how the 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 outgoing mayor of uh you know, his his predecessor uh, <laughs> right. saw. I mean, he was just completely about power, and yeah, yeah. And he took the Power Ranger kids uh, under his wing, you know, <laughs> yes. instead of just wiping them out. So that was nice. Um, no, I was just going to say, I I mean, we could spend hours and hours and hours talking about all the heroes in Star Wars, um, yeah. and so I, I guess a few kind of uh, honorable mentions for me was um, Princess Leia. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Admiral Holdo, mm-hmm. I uh, especially with with her, um, you know, self sacrificial act to save the resistance. Um, Kanan, um, yes, you know, oh, again yeah. another uh, huge example of of him sacrificing yeah. himself for the good of his family. You know, uh, the rest mm-hmm. of the the Ghost Crew from Rebels, but also, of course, for the larger rebellion. You know, Ahsoka. I mean, like we could we could just like <laughs> list so many characters and we just don't have the time to talk about them all of course and i don't want i don't want listeners to think we're you know intentionally not talking about a particular favorite of theirs but r2d2 actually he was he was on my list too yeah i was i was tempted to to throw a huge curveball and see if we we could do a whole separate show and the question of whether or not r2d2 and c3po have souls so it's like, like how? Okay, but I, I think they do. I think, it's clear, I think it's clear that they do. You know, that's the least that we can give them when they, they, you know, so deliberately, uh, you know, tried to ride the wave as long as possible in the wake of the original movie coming out, getting people to think that C three PO was a real robot instead of actually, you know, acknowledging Anthony Daniels in the suit for a while. So I, th- I think he deserves to. Have, you know, no C three PO has a soul. There we go. So. Um, well, do you, is there any, anything else you guys want to share here before we wrap this up? Because we are like, like you said, kind of got at that father, you know, this, this is a topic that is going to come up, you know, more. And, and obviously I think we're, we're setting the stage here to be able to, you know, potentially revisit it and weave it, you know, here and there through, uh, discussions mm-hmm. of, of Andor and, you know, certainly, you know, uh, Mandalorian, you know, as Mando has very heroic, you know, uh, uh qualities as well. Yeah. So yeah. Well, it's fascinating just in any of these stories to see him become, to grow from that kind of selfish nature to a hero. Mando yeah. being another huge example of that. Yeah, I think that basically is, I, I don't like being, having heroes be turned into people who just, you know, I mean, we're all we're all trying to do our best. And, and we're not, no, we're not, excuse me. Uh, those of us who are trying to do our best, and I'm not saying necessarily I'm even one of them. Um, you, you can't call everybody a hero. It, the heroes mm-hmm. are the ones that stand out. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it just loses its meaning. So that's that's kind of the, I guess, the one thing I'd want to mention. Oh, and the the other the other random thing that I wanted to mention too is being bitten by a radioactive spider. There's a reason why we call them superheroes, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> Superhero. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. Oh, well, as as is the uh, uh, dare I mention this idea of being set aside and dedicated to a particular purpose, mm-hmm. of course, is what holiness is all about. So we <laughs> there's more well, that we can certainly enter into. All have that call. Absolutely. The Lingentium, the universal right. call to holiness. Well, I think that's it for us or from us, I should say this this time around. So listeners, what is it that you think makes someone a real hero, both in Star Wars and in real life? So please let us know. We'd love to hear your take. You can email us any feedback at Star Wars at SQPN.com or visit the StarQuest Discord community at SQPN.com slash Discord. You can also find StarQuest on Facebook at Facebook.com slash StarQuest Media and on Twitter at SQPN. Previous episodes of The Secrets of Star Wars can be found by visiting sqpn.com slash Star Wars. We'd also like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create The Secrets of Star Wars. Especially, we want to mention this week, Carla C., Laura V., Andrew B., Chow F., and Nicholas D. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secrets of Star Wars and all the other shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. This is Dom Bettinelli, CEO of StarQuest. I need to ask for your help. 
But first, I want to thank you for listening to StarQuest and supporting our mission of exploring the intersection of faith and pop culture. In order to continue that mission and create more new shows, we need to bring on more audio editors, video editors, and production equipment. If you value this show, we need to hear from you now. If you're not yet one of our monthly patrons, please become one. And if you're already a patron, please consider increasing your monthly donation. There are many special patron benefits we'd like to give you, and you can learn about them by going to sqpn.com slash give and clicking become a patron. Please go to sqpn.com slash give today. Last but not least, be sure to follow The Secrets of Star Wars. In you know, There's a lot of ways you can do that, right? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, your favorite podcast app. Uh, I personally really like uh, Pocket Casts. It's on there. We're everywhere. So uh, also the SQPN YouTube channel. Make sure you uh, subscribe and hit that bell to get notifications. We'd also really appreciate it if you'd please take a minute to leave us a nice review and rating on Apple Podcasts and share the podcast with your friends to help us grow our community so we can reach more listeners. And uh, I should say last, last but not uh, least, don't forget uh, to visit Secrets of Star Wars uh, uh, merch, all the merch, right? It's sqpn.com slash merch, t-shirts, phone cases, whatever you want. It's all there. So we will be back in two weeks to unpack the long-awaited Andor series premiere. So it's finally here. Mark your calendars. You definitely won't want to miss it. So until next time... Mike Dens, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Star Wars. And don't forget the Bothans. <laughs> we can't. Many we can't. Many no. of them. Many of them. And Father Andrew, thank you so much as well. Absolutely. And I'm Mike Creamy. Thank you again for listening to the secrets of Star Wars on StarQuest. StarQuest wants to hear from you. We're conducting a survey of our audience. That's you, to help us in our planning for the future. Please take a moment and visit sqpn.com slash survey. We'll be selecting two participants to receive an Amazon gift card as an expression of our thanks. So visit sqpn.com slash survey today.